Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to episode 231 of Video Games to the Max. And I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, I thought we'd be doing this podcast with like something awesome on the horizon. Uh, once the uh, PS5 event was announced by Sony, but uh, understandably with... Everything that is going on right now, um, uh, this is way beyond the, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic now. This is uh, with the George Floyd situation and that sad thing and just everything that has erupted after that, which is also uh, understandable. And uh, I myself stand with, with everyone protesting. That's certainly uh, something that needs to be done with everything that's going on. Um, it just feels weird to talk about video games right now. Um, at least for me. I don't know about you, Mark, but that's sort of why we we didn't do a show on the weekend. It just felt really weird. To, there's riots in the streets and other things happening, and we're here talking about something that really <laughs> doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um... I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, here in Miami, it's stuff's happening, uh, down in the downtown areas. I think we had a pawn shop that had 31 guns get taken out of it. Um, nothing, there wasn't, I don't feel like it's gotten really, really crazy here like it has in other places. Um, I know, uh, Detroit has had, we've had uh, like so, so. a few, like just protests, but nothing like violent or, you know, no more than usual in Detroit, let's say. Yeah. I mean, how do you... It feels weird being... I mean, I'm half Latino, but I've never really, I would say... The only times I ever felt marginalized is after I... When I was in my dark period where I had been having to shoplift for food because I was had nothing and everything else, and I was being followed around in a store because of that, but I've been, <clears throat> you know... Obviously, um, very light skinned, so don't, um, never had issues that I've had to see other friends go through or just, you know, all the things we've seen throughout the years. And, uh, you know, my, uh, dad did go through, uh, he lived in the, the era of the first, the, you know, the civil rights movement in the sixties. Uh, and he's from, you know, our family is from Arkansas where it was, they had to get, the president to send the military to desegregate the school because they didn't want to, um, which is a ridiculous in itself, but that's how, um, that state was uh, at the time. I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about everything going on here? It's, I mean, it's valid, but nothing, let's be honest. I don't think a ton is going to change because our society is not built that way. <laughs> 
I, I mean, I hope it uh, that all of this stuff is leading to someone taking some kind of how do we change things. Uh, I did see that apparently in Minneapolis, they the Minneapolis schools have voted to no Remove longer cop. do any business yeah. with the like my uh, Minnesota State Police. Uh, I mean, that's on a local level, obviously. Um, I, it's just, uh, we, I was, I saw reports of it today that, that, uh, I think there was, uh, like, a one of those, like, corner stores that they were trying, um, you had African American people helping, uh, stop looters from looting the corner store. And they were being held up against the wall, arrested. And this is while this, this is all going on with every camera, every eye is on you about what you're doing. And we're still, you know, having this like automatic something triggers in your brain that you need to, oh, we got to arrest the, the person of color, you know, and it's, it's wrong and it's, it's terrible. Um, I don't know that with the, the current administration that we have, we're really going to see any change. And if hey, that occurs, he said he's a friend of the blacks. I mean, he's also out here sending the military against his own people. So he also has a long <laughs> and detailed history of racism himself. Yeah, along with his dad. So and uh, and other I, terrible man. things. That's that's why I say nothing's going to change, or you know, yeah. if if we do change, it'll be such small steps that it won't matter. <laughs> I, I mean, scheme. the thing is, I'm also worried that we're. I know that we should vote the other way. At least, I mean, perhaps we can do this in with voting uh, the Senate the other way. But I really feel like Biden's not a very strong candidate, and that this is going to be like John Kerry in 2004. You're going to wind up having one people vote the devil you know than the guy you'd... I don't know if you really want him in there or not. And yeah, the, the, the difference is, at least for all of Bush's faults, he at least attempted to occasionally do the right thing. Not yeah. not objectively see what the right thing is and backpedal at every turn. Yeah, or threaten to do things, never do them, or ends up doing them, and then when it turns out that stuff gets blamed on him, he decides that he's not going to do it. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to make this a political thing. It's just, it's like I said, it's not. We couldn't. I don't feel like it's. It's absolutely ridiculous for this podcast to exist while this stuff is going on at the time of night that it's happening. With there's more protests happening, and I don't know if there's other. You know. If things have gotten, I don't have the, the, the TV on here for me to know if there's uh, more protests getting rowdy at this hour like they have been while we have curfews in so many states at this point. Yeah. Uh, because of that. And I feel like, you know, we might be seeing the late 60s repeating themselves at this point. Will we get the radical change that we got then? I don't know. I really hope we don't have to wait another four years uh, for someone else to get in for something to change. I, I mean, the thing is, it's not the problem is it's like you can make all the laws you want, but I it will have to be a systemic change from police departments everywhere from man. There's going to have to be a lot 
of changes. And all of that takes time. Yep. Um, you know, so I just hope that we see positive things happen from this that make it to where we don't continue to have these events happen. Uh, George Floyd did not have to die uh, for some idiot that, you know, couldn't understand when somebody says, I can't breathe. You kind of got to let them up. And then, you know, if you feel like somebody should be going to jail for a $20 counterfeit bill, which it's weird to hear that apparently the store owner um, says that if he was the person that was in there that day, he wouldn't have called the police. The reason the police got called is because you had another clerk that kind of didn't, either he was new or, you know, didn't really understand what to do in that situation. Uh, but again, I, I mean, you know, I, again, this is all on, uh, Derek Chauvin. It's not on the guy that called the police because again, his choice in that what happened is the absolute reason why all this is happening. Um, had he, you know, not had his leg pinned against his throat for almost nine minutes and then the subsequent homicide that happened wouldn't have happened. Maybe we're having this, but at least we're not having to experience the loss and the terrible having to watch his wife and child stand in front of a podium and have her cry over this man that shouldn't have needed to die. Um, It's just, uh, like I said, it's it's something that at least I felt that we couldn't just come on here and have a regular show and not acknowledge it. Uh, I am talking to Eric who uh, you know is is part of the site about coming on and talking and I'm also talking to a few other people about seeing if we can get them to come on um, to um, discuss uh, things related to the movement here because it's you know I don't feel like that's obviously we're not trying to be silent about it again stand with the protesting stand with making changes but you know we're we're also um we're not black so uh you know i feel like we can denounce all we want but we're not having to go through that struggle and i absolutely every time i'm i'm seeing something on the news i'm having to sit here it's weird because i'm having to sit here and take calls from the people that are having their places looted and screaming about how they need somebody to come board up their store right now because the stores around them are getting broken into and whatever and they don't want this to keep happening and it's like you feel for those people but and I mean and also you don't need to be doing crimes to get your point across but I'm also in that weird feeling of like this is how you get people's attention that would otherwise just be like ah they're protesting okay whatever and they'd move on with their day and I think those people know who they are. It's a lot of people that probably support our administration there. And uh, I just, um, you know, the only bad thing about this also is that uh, we're probably going to see a lot of people, a lot of the uh, COVID cases start rising in all these cities where this is happening. Yeah, Jens uh, was yelling about that a few days ago. Yeah. If there's any, if there's any good news, I guess Steve Steve King got to, got defeated in his primary. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, um, I, I mean, 
Uh, people should go get tested. If you want, I think uh, I just saw a thing about a a Clemson football player that tested positive after he went to one of the protests. There probably is going to be a lot of people that have that situation. So, yeah, my state finally lifted up its uh, state home order. That'll be good. After everybody protested with guns. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the nice thing is, you're. I mean, we talked about this last time, but like your state doesn't have bottle returns, and mine does. So like. They've been piling up in my room and car, so I can't wait to get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, well, and also, like I said at the start, um, I was hope. It's weird because, like, and I guess it leads into this of we were going to, in a few days, be talking about Sony finally revealing things about the PlayStation 5. Uh, mostly about their games. I don't know if we would have seen the system. Uh, they did show that the PlayStation 5 will have a, uh, black controller because the first one they showed was, you know, white and blue. So. I don't know, white I, and black, but. Well, well really white fun. and then blue with the, I guess the, um, with the, what, what is that? The, the freaking, the power light? Yeah, the LED was blue, but. Yeah, the, the LED light thing is throughout the controller instead of all in one area, uh, which actually makes it kind of look cooler, but. Yeah, so it was weird uh, yesterday when it came down that Sony had decided to delay um, the the event, which was met with either people saying that they did the right thing, uh, and they they're doing it by saying that you know stand back and allow more important verses to be heard. Obviously, Sony is a Japanese company. Um, but they understand what's going on, but they have a large presence in California where a lot of these protests are going and some of them have, you know, become, uh, big deals there. Um, they even, I think, bumped up the curfew like four hours. So everybody started getting there four hours earlier just to prove a point. Um, so yeah, I, I think people that are upset about this saying this is only an America thing, that you should have had it because there's other countries in this world that are not going through this and that we deserve to have time to not have to think about COVID or whatever else is going on. And I get that, but I think people are kind of missing the point from a marketing perspective. Let's be real. Like Sony or not Sony, Japan is not exactly entirely racially sensitive as a country. Well, but like there, I think I, I saw that. Largely, I mean, Japan was okay with it. Like, Japan no, also understood. Yeah, I mean, I bet, sure. But, I mean, there are, for sure, racial stereotypes in certain games or anime or stuff like well, that. yeah. Japan is largely, they stay within themselves. Like, look, look um, at, like, Mr. Look at Mr. Popo from Dragon Ball Z. Well, let's be honest. not like, you know, we have great Asian representation in a lot of media either. You know, yeah, look but, at the way people reacted when... Everybody thought COVID came from China. What happened? A lot of Chinese food places got absolutely just decimated because nobody wanted to eat there, thinking they'd get the virus by eating the food. I mean, like, you know, it's just stupid people being idiots, but that's also racism in a way as well. I, I, I think my, like, my point in this is also is that let's be real. There's not really a lot of good that would come from Sony having a big event that is going to be watched by millions of people 
And they're either going to have this feeling that I have right now of this is not the time, or you're going to get people lambasting Sony for talking about video games at a time where they are very insignificant with other things going on. Or, you know, like, it's going to come and go because it's going to get immediately stolen up by these other things that are going on. And then you'll have been a blip on the radar that people that don't feel comfortable covering this event right now. I mean, IGN went silent today because of the because of I the protest. So did Giant Bomb, and I think GameSpot did also. Yeah, GameSpot, Giant Bomb did as well. Kotaku was still reporting stuff, but it's like, um, you know, like I think it it just would have. I think it would be absolutely just weird right now. And uh, Madden did this. EA did the same thing with Madden. They were going to have a big showcase for Madden, and that got. Um, uh, postponed. Uh, s- somebody else was supposed to have some event, and that got postponed as well. I can't remember right this minute, but I think like the people that are kind of like disillusioned and totally blaming this on America and saying, "Look what you did!" Now we don't get our. It's like, listen, everybody was mad when Last of Us got delayed. That they wanted to play it right now, especially during a pandemic, like. We need something to play. Why are you delaying this? And then look, Last of Us is going to come out on June 19th and everybody's going to be cool and they're going to forget that that was ever a big deal. And the same thing. Look, we've already, we've waited this long for PlayStation 5 news. You know, I think that Sony stood more to have really negative thoughts come out of can you like okay? Everybody's been asking for Sony to do something PlayStation Five related, and then you do it at the worst time possible. Like, talk about just having negative views towards your system and towards whatever it is that you show on that thing. This is a company that makes it a point to pick the last possible spot on the day that you have the most E three press conferences every year. Because they want to be the last thing you talk about. So why would you do anything different in this case when you're just the first time you're really showing off stuff about the PlayStation 5 that is going to be the system that you have for the next generation? I mean, right? Like, I don't know. Am I wrong here? Should they have done it anyway? I mean, no. But also, uh, they were pretty quick to cancel. Like, I mean, at least they canceled it quickly. Like, it wasn't some protracted thing. They were like one of the first people to cancel their event as well. Yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, you got to remember, they have an office in Los Angeles. They're seeing this stuff. There. I mean, that they're not at the office. Um, I mean, thank God that E3 wasn't actually happening, I guess. Yeah, because if we were expecting E3 to be happening and then this stuff happens, right? And we would have been a week out from E3 at this point. Uh, we'll have to see if. I, I doubt that, like, um, all that summer of gaming stuff is going to get canceled. I think that's, like, a little bit too much to, ca- I mean, it, this is still a week away. Um, I don't really know if it's good. I, I just don't, okay. This is weird because it's not like the COVID thing where you're, like, hoping that every week it's good less and less. There that is, is. <laughs> like, I know, I know, but it's like, this is also trying to promote some kind of change. Like we're not doing this just to be out there and be writing and be doing all the stuff, you know? So like there is, 
a lot of it is peaceful protests that they're trying to get a point across. And doing that from your house is not going to solve the problem. So if this does need to go on for another week because it's the only thing that's going to get people motivated to do something, then that's what needs to happen. But I don't, I just, I think that at that point, it's another week in time that I would think that all these things that are supposed to be happening in that week of June, the gorilla showcase, all those other things would go on as planned, but we'll see. Um, cause this was supposed to kind of be the kickoff of all that stuff was this PlayStation Power event. So now you're not getting to see it. Um, I don't know, I guess now, because the whole point of doing this show was going to, well, not the whole point, but a large part of doing the show was going to be, like, predicting what you think we might see. That's fine. I mean, we can just go on with our normal business. There's still some stuff going on. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, do you think, uh, you think for sure we're getting Horizon through it on to? Uh, yeah, because that studio hasn't been doing shit fast. I mean, they've been pretty dark for the past two or three years, so... I mean, they're not just sitting on their thumbs. I mean, they're obviously doing something. And that would be a pretty good, uh, like, launch game. I mean, arguably, if, they, if that was, like, a launch, like, launch day exclusive or, you know, came out the first day, it's probably one of the better, best launch games I can think of in recent, recent yeah, memory. Yeah, it's, it's right up there with Breath of the Wild and Halo and, uh, you know. Rise. <laughs> <laughs> that game wasn't. That was okay. I mean, it was fine. Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> yeah, not not so. I actually, I have a fond, I have a, I mean, that's not a good game, but I have a fondness for that one. <laughs> it is very like of its era. Let's say that. Yeah, that's true. It is of its era. I think there was there's rumors of there was a big rumor for a while of a Naughty Dog could he work on a Jack and Daxter collection. Didn't they remaster? do one of those already? They or, yeah I mean, they did but like or no a new Jack and Daxter or something uh, or but they'd be sci they'd be sending it to another studio like Blue Point Blue Point was doing something and that there was, the the idea was that it was Jack and Daxter. And, I mean I I, would, I don't know about you I'd much prefer a Ratchet and Clank too. Yeah, but I feel like well yeah I mean Insomniac's probably working on the next Spider-Man at this point so I don't know that they would have time to do a Ratchet and Clank. Oh that's right. Yeah. I forgot Insomniac did that. I I get those confused. Uh Yeah and yeah. Sucker Punch is doing Ghost so they couldn't do another Sly or yeah or right Infamous for that matter. Yeah, or Infamous for that. Yeah, exactly. Infamous I mean of the, of like the three three main franchises I'd say Jack and Daxter is like the least but also they don't make those games anymore. So, if they made yeah. one for the front, for the essentially for the console generation, I guess it'd be fine. <laughs> right. I mean, well, like people loved um, the people loved the Crash remaster. Yeah, but I mean, I I think if they made another Crash game, like let's just say Activision is like, hey, we're making more Crash, they'd be like, no. Like, <laughs> I think that game got a lot, a lot of uh, not popularity, but a lot of nostalgia feelings for it, but, like, those later era Crash games didn't do well at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they didn't. I mean, I'm surprised that they actually like, went forward and, and did the whole remaster for Crash Team Racing and all that. They should um, do a, uh, a Jack X Combat Racing <laughs> HD version. Yeah. 
I mean, that's I, the thing, though, is like a lot of their big studios are just now releasing a game, right? Or yeah. they just released a game. Um, uh, like, or they, you know, it hasn't been that long since God of War came out. Yeah. You know, it hasn't been that long since Spider-Man came out. So, did they immediately go in, go in work? I mean, uh, Sony Ben just came out with Days Gone. So, all of their mega studios, something that they released was fairly recent. So, it's gonna be interesting. They're almost in like a, a Microsoft situation where a lot of their studios they just acquired are still very much working on things. Um, it's possible yeah, Hellblade Two comes out with the system, but I don't think so. I mean, that, I think a lot. I think a lot of those games that you just mentioned, like the God of War or Spider Man, they can be more easily made of sequels than uh, some some of the some of the crap Microsoft picked up. Like they're not gonna make a Wii Happy Few too. Yeah, a lot of that is to have like new IP. I think really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess in Exile can make more Bards games or something. And you know, we did, we are seeing Wasteland Three, but right. you know, I, I mean, I think Microsoft is still kind of like they will have exclusives like day one, but I, I honestly don't think Halo is going to make it because that, that game seems like perpetually. I like, don't, I don't it, think that they're going to release that system without Halo Infinite. Well, that game seems to be, pardon the pun, infinitely in trouble. Like, they just have, it's gone, like, so dark that it's, like, kind of frightening in a way. Like, what? Well, they're waiting until, they said July. You're going to see Halo and the other yeah. games that those studios are working on. Like, but also the re- the response that, like, Halo 5 got and the Master Chief Collection got and, you know, like, Halo's luster, this generation, console generation cycle is really... Well, the luster really since since Bungie's not been involved is not yeah been the same. Well, I mean, Halo, the same for Coalition. Halo Four did okay, didn't it? Yeah, it did okay, but I feel like that was sort of taking a lot of what you'd already seen with it. Like Halo Five was their first. Oh, we're really gonna make it ours, and they kind of screwed that up. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna do the same things that fucked up Halo Two. Introduce a protagonist no one likes, and end it uh, on a real I don't know. Anger. I like <laughs> Halo 2 storyline more. Like actually getting to see the point of the Arbiter and all that stuff. Like that was interesting for that time. Like they were actively trying to get rid of Master Chief with Locke, and people just said, "Oh no, 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 no! You're not taking Master Chief away." So Microsoft got egg on its face for that. Uh, you know, I made the comparison, I think, last time of the whole, you know, Toriyama wanted Gohan to be the next iteration, and everybody was like, nope, nope, we can't get rid of Goku, so that's not happening. And, yeah. you know, we have then what they, we have right now. But, yeah, then, but then they punked out Gohan so hard that he's basically a joke character. <laughs> well, yeah, especially now that you, like, made him the... I mean, it's fine, like, I, I don't think that that's bad either, of he didn't have to necessarily follow his father's path and and just totally be about training and whatever he he could uh go study and things like that but it definitely does feel like goten got more of the he's more of his dad than gohan is i guess yeah um but yeah like so if you're going through this even things like the london studio just came out with blood and truth uh last year 
I mean, like, man, they are really going through a lot of the same things that unless they have multiple studios at that studio that were, okay, you're working on the PS5 thing while we're finishing up this thing. And we are not going to know at all what any of these studios, I mean, Dreams just came out for Media Molecule after all that time that everybody waited for that. You know, Last of Us Part Two's just coming out. Um, so it is really going to be like a Wild West situation of like, okay, Maybe we do see a teaser for a God of War 2 or a Spider-Man 2. Uh, and definitely, I think Horizon Zero Dawn 2 will be the biggest thing there. Um, but I, I think we certainly are, are going to be seeing a lot more of like thing, like kind of like what we saw at the inside Xbox of like things we don't know about. And that's going to be interesting in of itself. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like, let's say Spider-Man or God of War. I mean, I think they could really crank out a sequel to those in like two, like two years. Mm-hmm. And then that would give them time to make, make a more, like a better, like a more improved sequel in the next three to four. Right. But wouldn't your, like, I guess Microsoft didn't do that necessarily, but wouldn't it behoove you to sort of show what's going to be available at the, like around launch time? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's about right do, now, but I mean, like, and then. You could, you could at least test, yeah. te- you know, show test footage or show a teaser of like, hey, God of War, their Norse game, you know, it'd be funny if they made God of War Valhalla as well. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, Spider-Man 2 Electric Boogaloo or something like that. Like, they could at least show some, like, some test footage or some teaser trailer. Or they could show a comparison of like, hey, this is Spider-Man 1 running on the, on the, you know, PS5. Here's Spider-Man 2. It's still very, very early development, but hey, there's a million more polygons on screen or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think that's probably a lot of what we're going to get. And then, you know, obviously surprises that we don't expect. Um, is it, like, I wonder if we'll see anything crazy like a you know, Final Fantasy 16 reveal or something like totally like, okay, wow. They just... it'll, it'll be the Final Fantasy 8 remake. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> it's like, we're Squall will look better. The Squall over Noah dancing thing scene will just be, will just be the mini game for Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Did you see, I mean, this is a while ago, a few weeks ago. Did you see that footage of Gears of War 3 on a PS3? Yeah. That was nuts. I couldn't believe like, that, was, that. I was like, wow, yeah. really? I like that they just did it as like an experiment or just to see if it would run too. <laughs> like Yeah. That, that, so. that'll be the big that'll be the big surprise. <laughs> you got Gears of War three in the PS five, here you go. <laughs> I do wonder if we'll get it sometime in June or if they delay it even further now. Or uh, I think it depends Lisa. depends on yeah. how died down it'll get. Yeah, definitely. But I think um, I think that I think they'll want to do it as soon as possible to drum up interest because that thing's supposed to be launching in five months. I mean, oh no, certainly, certainly. Um, yeah, I think it won't take long for some, you know, uh, a lot of talk to turn back around towards. Okay, it's been long enough. Sony, where is it at? Where is it? You know, what, where, where's what you were going to show? Yeah. You know, so I, I don't think it'll take long, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they now wait till whenever Microsoft wanted to do their thing in July and just like a week prior go, bam, here we go. And, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, because we do have other big things happening. You know, Ubisoft's having their thing in July. Yeah. I think they only do that if they are incredibly secure on what they want to do. And you still get the feeling that they are hesitant about price. Yeah. Like if they I don't, said, well, hey, I mean, we're definitely, they're definitely, Microsoft's definitely not telling you the price in July, though. Well, if Sony just said, hey, here's a PS5, here's a console, it'll be $500, one skew, take it, you know, take it or leave it, you know, full, if not full, then mostly backward compatibility, you know, all the features that people want. I think Microsoft would like be really scared or really screwed in a sense. I don't think that they would necessarily be screwed. Uh, I think it, I, I think I think hasn't it, there been a uh a report going around that um that Phil Spencer said there is only one SKU for now. Yeah. There is no Series S coming out at least for launch. But so, I think if that if that thing is I mean that thing is more powerful or has like mostly better parts than the PS5. Yeah. But if that thing is over $600 or more, they're done. Like, almost from the start. Well, I definitely think Microsoft knows that. And I think with Game Pass and all that other stuff, they can afford to release it at less. I think they can definitely afford to release it at 600 I can definitely think they could release it at, like, 550 I don't know how much, like, they're really having to do it at a loss if they do it at 500 but I could see them doing it. Well, isn't like the Xbox like one of their biggest losses or like biggest? Yeah, I mean, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. They're not. I mean, they it is like they don't I mean, even they, talk that, about sales for the Xbox One. They have for like, like years. They're trying to sell the Xbox division like years ago because it was such a you know a wash for the company. So it's like, I mean, yeah, they could. I mean, yeah, they could sell it at a loss, even a significant loss. But I mean, it. I just don't see them. I don't see that happening because just of how not in trouble Microsoft is per se, but like they're not like doing great at the moment. Like, no, they're not. They're not until they release Windows Eleven. I mean, <laughs> I, no, no. I mean, like they're definitely not, and especially with you know they gave Windows Ten as a free upgrade for a lot of people, so like they didn't make money on. See, like. The, dif- the difference is between like so- Sony and Microsoft is like Sony or the PS5, the PlayStation brand is like a profitable arm when it comes to Sony. It's their major, one of their ma- most major arms. Yeah. Because their that, TVs are not selling it they used to. Their uh, other thing, that, their VIOs are. Yeah. Their computers suck. TV suck. Their film division isn't great. I mean, yeah, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like if the PlayStation just suddenly went away, Sony would be in a lot of trouble. If the if the Xbox went away from Microsoft, they'd be glad. They'd be like, "All right, cool. Like we don't gotta make the shit shit anymore. Like beast." Well, I mean, I don't think I think there's a lot. I mean, never Bill Gates is a big fan of the Xbox brand. I'm like, I don't think that it's like yeah, they'll be he glad. He ain't there. Like he's not running the company. Like no, he's he not. He's not. But I'm saying. I mean, if if he was still there, we'd be up to Fusion Frenzy 14. <laughs> well, I mean, but like I think this is way different than like. Microsoft is not the same as like Google, who I think sometimes wonders if they just absolutely just botched it. And I wonder how long, how much longer they're really going to pull this with Stadia where until they finally just go, oh, you know what? Screw it. We're done with this. Seven more months and then that'll be it. (laughs) Like, I wonder if all it takes is for one of their games to come out that they spent all this time working on and it bombs. Yeah, I'm not saying that I want that to happen. I'm 
it could be one of the greatest games ever. I'm saying if that were to happen, which I think there's already going to be some kind of weird. I don't think this is going to get some kind of low reception like the Apple Arcade kind of is. I think almost anything that comes out on Stadia exclusively just gets this negative vibe towards it at this point right now. Well, you can see that, like, I guess, like, whatever, Take Two or the, I think, Take Two President, like, they're like, Google over delivered. And it's like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Like, that's what Google always does. Like, that's obvious from that entire press conference that that was a lot of fluff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just, like, Microsoft's not that same way, and Phil Spencer really, it is very obvious that he cares a lot about what happens with Xbox, and the people that are working there really have a best foot forward at this point. I just, if there is a company that could take a big loss and match whatever Sony decides to do, even if, I don't think they'll go as low as, like, say, say Sony did do the 450, I don't think they would go that far, I think they'd still do 500, which wouldn't kill them because i still think at this point like microsoft has pretty much made it clear that they don't really care whether you buy the xbox series x at launch or not by pretty much telling you their games are not going to be series x exclusive until like two years from now so you know by that by that metric why make a console if they're focused on having you know this game pass thing hell put it on a playstation console and call it a day no because they do want to. Then why they're buying those studios because they want. Well, I at mean, the end of the day, like it's just what Sega did essentially. They got out of the console market, and oh, Sonic showed up on a, on a Nintendo. Con- well, Nintendo. maybe that's what it happens. Maybe that's what happens this this generation. Sony and, finally puts my Sony Nintendo finally put Microsoft to bed. And the console, the right. console that'll face off against the PS5, being television and Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't think it'll happen, uh, because Sega is not, Sega was a game company, but, you know, like, we're not talking sure, about but, I mean, a multi... Much, I mean, you, you say that, but, well, Sega also has had a bunch of other crap also. I know, but, but... How much, how much more money, like, let's say, let's, let's say, for example, that the Xbox Series X launches bad, or, you know, is overpriced, or people just don't want it. I think the only way is if for some reason the Series X has, like, another Red Ring of Death thing. I think, like, I just don't think that price is going to be that big an issue. They're going to match. I think price will be an incredibly big issue this this console cycle. It's going to be a big issue. I don't think Sony's going to be able to drop the price that much either. I think they're both coming out of... I think if Sony says 500, Xbox might feel comfortable doing 500 550 and people are going to know that you're going to have to pay some money for these consoles because of all the stuff that they're going to be doing yeah i just you know I, but uh, getting back to it whenever sony does show off the PlayStation fire event it will be one of the biggest things talked about because people are waiting for this um i, I did wait. i did like i forget who said it but i think someone one of the sony reps is like yeah, when we have our event, we're actually going to show gameplay, unlike the Microsoft thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's that's a good move. <laughs> that is a good move. You should be doing that. Um, I mean, I, I don't expect. I mean, I don't think that. I honestly don't think there's like a working PlayStation Five, like a retail version, right right now. But they could show off some dev console or like development unit, or just you know hide it and say, "Here, here's a PS Five." I mean, they've done that before. 
like with, uh, with older consoles and say, here's actual gameplay footage. Like that Microsoft trailer for the event was just like, here are game, like here are trailers, but they're not gameplay indicative at all. So this doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what we expect things to look like. When yeah. We come was, on the I think Xbox that was the Series Assassin's Creed one. It's like, we expect it to look like this. It's like, I didn't even expect it. This game's due out in five months. Like, it damn well better look like this. Like, well, I mean, it's also coming up. to current consoles, so like, you know. Oh, 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 sure, but I mean, like, if they're showing that like it's supposed to be the most powerful version aside from the PC, you don't want to have like a watchdog situation where it's like the game comes out and it's like dramatically looking worse. It's like what? I mean, that's like, the thing that is a big problem for Microsoft right now is that like you have committed. Now, I think it's nice and it's consumer friendly and it's nice for people. Um, like me that, you know, years ago when the concerts were coming out, I was at a much different time in my life. It was, I would say a bit more like important to me to have both of those con, like have the consoles and whatever. Like now I'm thinking about, oh, why well, might need to buy a car? I might be looking at, uh, having to get in, uh, you know, other things, other things that are not gaming consoles. And so like, Saying that you have a few years before you really need to buy this other console to play these games exclusively is nice. It is nice for those people, for people yeah. like me. Um, it is nice for people that don't rush out and buy every new thing that comes out. Uh, or, and especially in this time that we're in, that people are without jobs and people are, um, going through sitting here still waiting on stimulus checks and everything else. Like, but, I think the thing that will really might may very well hurt Microsoft is that it is very clear that these games are not going to look next year for a while. Yeah, it won't look so, dramatically better. So Sony could really come out here because they've already said there's a statement out there saying that they're putting exclusive PlayStation Five games from the jump. There isn't. They they even uh, made the the statement of starting any game that comes out starting what is april of this year already has to be compatible with oh no july yeah starting from july 13th on any ps4 game that comes out has to be compatible with ps5 as well well that's just like backward emulation though i mean yeah but but i mean i i think i think the larger point is like there is a there's going to be a very clear or a more clear delineation between ps4 and ps5 that's what he's doing as opposed to Microsoft's kind of fuzzy, if you still got an Xbox Series or Xbox One X, it'll look fine or it'll be good or you know, yeah, they seem to, they seem to be like hedging their bets more, but it's like that's not going to entice people necessarily to your system because it's like I mean, right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla will look better on the Series X than the Xbox One X, but not dramatically better or not and like how easy really is it for you to change? or scale up your game uh, yeah. because we saw that even in this generation, uh, not everybody took advantage of this really could look better on the series on the, on the Xbox one X, you know, because they had to work with the PS4 pro as well or whatever, or they had to make them work on the PS4 and the Xbox one. So it's like, hey, are we going to go through this again? Where a lot of these games could look better on Series X, but they don't because the developers don't really want to take the time to make that work that way. So, yep. you know, uh, 
it's this event is going to be interesting for a lot of things. Um, and you know, I did mention that EA was supposed to show off Madden 21. Uh, although they can they they postponed that event. They did release that EA has renewed their deal for another five years with uh, the NFL, so that uh, Madden will be exclusive and will be the only simulation NFL game being made. Uh, so if anybody that was sitting there hoping the 2K arcade games would be so great that the NFL would decide that maybe we need to let other people in the ball game here, that's not going to happen. And in fact, EA basically just came out and said, oh, 2K, you want to make arcade games and stuff? Well, guess what? We're going to make arcade style NFL games too. Um, yeah, their, la- their last one was such a banger, wasn't it? Blitz was fine. The jam, the jam, uh, jam was good. Blitz was the terrible. G, the jam remaster was was really good, but yeah, the Blitz one. I mean, was okay. The, the pro, you know, the problem with the Blitz one and the problem they'll they'll, they'll always have. They can't, yeah, they can't go back to the whole like, oh, we're really crazy. Yeah, they can't have anymore. a fun football game that you know, late hits or super violent or even like cartoon would be violent. Like the NFL just won't let them do that. So yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather have two K. Make like a you know blitz the league three or you know whatever the hell that was. I like, don't think two K is going to do that either though. No, I know they won't. I think two K is going to do the the we're going to do it a little bit, but we're not going to. I think we're going to. I mean, I'd like to see them bring NFL Street back as well, but we'll see. Um, I love those games. The, the last one they made wasn't that good, but the first two I liked a lot. Uh, so. We'll see, we'll see how that goes, but yeah. EA, another, uh, well, I mean, EA owns it, unfortunately, but they can make a Mutant League football, too. <laughs> well, they did make the Mutant League football. Uh, yeah, but a, that was terrible. <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. Like, I, re- I reviewed that, or, well, I think Daniel actually did the review, but, like, I that game was okay. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a banger or nothing, but, yeah, it wasn't Mutant League football either. Um... Also, uh, speak, you know, because, uh, movies are game movies have been doing well thanks to, thanks to the Sonic movie. We kind of already sort of knew this was happening. So it's not a total surprise, but it's officially been, you know, announced that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a second movie, which presumably will star Tails as well. Uh, Paramount and Sega Sammy have confirmed that this is happening, along with uh, the original director and writer coming back. Nothing on the cast yet, though. So, I mean, I, I I think James Marsden is fine is a fine actor, but he's kind of boring in the role. <laughs> like, I mean, intentionally, I guess. But yeah, I would and say Vince Schwartz is going to come back. I'm sure. And then, I mean, obviously, get Jim Carrey back because that was. Like his best role in Jim Carrey years. some more money though, I'm sure. But yeah, but that movie did really well. So I mean, yeah, yeah they'll be probably happy to pay him. Uh, yeah, man, you know, have have tails or have it'd be interesting if they had like Knuckles be the bad guy. Like he finds robotic and they team up or something. So I'll basically do the do the uh, Sonic Three storyline essentially. Well, we go from that to I guess let's get with the guess good news first, then we'll get with the bad bad news. Uh, for Sega and Sonic. Uh, so today, or I guess technically yesterday at this point, um, 
in Japan, it was announced by Sega that there is a Game Gear Micro coming to celebrate the 60th anniversary of uh, Sega for this year. And that thing looks... It fits in your hand, in the palm of your hand. It is, it is uh, smaller than a Game Gear, than a Game Boy Micro. Um, I mean, well, how big is a Game Boy Micro? I forgot. That was tiny. That was already small. I mean, yeah, that was like pretty much palm sized, or you know, like like a, phones keep getting bigger. I, I don't know. Like, I don't really know that there's a lot of people clamoring for things to get smaller at this point. I mean, they could make a game. They should have made. Yeah, it's a Game Gear Micro. It'll probably have 20 to 30 games on it. They should, like, slim down the Game Gear itself, you know, put a rechargeable battery in it, put an LCD screen, and, you know, call it a day. But some, making something this small, look, it looks like a toy, or looks, you know, essentially yeah. a cartoon. It looks like it should be one of those, like, Tiger Electronics things, instead of, you know. Yeah, I sent, I sent the picture to Yen, and he was like, I'm skeptical, I'm very skeptical, uh, skeptical, of this thing being fun to play. And my response was, I know it'll be garbage to play, just like the Game Boy Micro was. Like, it's like, I don't want to squint to see, I, in a, it's just, it's so funny. Like, in a world where we're, phones are like coming out now with six inch screens and TVs are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, I mean, it, well, no, the people always go like, Oh, the screen is so tiny, but it has a super high resolution or, you know, pixel densities off the, off the chart. And it's like, who cares? Like the screen is still two inches big. If, like, I if I gotta sit there and had the thing this close to my face, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, what's nice about the Switch is like, it's not a small thing. Like, it doesn't completely fit in your pocket. Like, except for the mic, except for the Switch. Light. I mean, unless you take the Joy-Cons off, then it does. But yeah. like, it's a pretty, Nice sized tablet. Well, I think it's a five inch right. tablet. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. And yeah, I mean, it's. I still think it's a tad small, but like for most people, it's fine. Right, and even the light is is fine. Like they didn't sit there and try to make that thing like uber small or nothing. I think they learned from the Game Boy Micro. In fact, because uh, the the biggest, like the highest selling. Or, or the the things that they usually promote the most are like the XL versions of the 3DS or the yeah. 2D and the 2DS the brick thing they didn't make the screen smaller for the kids. I mean, it's like that's the thing. It's so weird. Like I, maybe this is just like a joke thing. Like they know people aren't going to go crazy to buy the Game Gear, so it's like ah, let's just make it. Like I, I don't know. Maybe this is a Japan thing and not necessarily an everybody else thing. Like. Well, it's Maybe. only supposed to be forty-five bucks, I think, at least in Japan. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, cheap. Forty-five bucks for a tiny screen Game Gear. Uh, also, I mean, I have to put too kind of point on it. I don't know if you had a Game Gear as a kid. There weren't that many good games for that Game Gear. <laughs> well, no, I never had a Game Gear, but like I knew people that did, and all I remember was that the batteries lasted like an hour. Yeah, I had a Game Gear, and it's about what it lasted. <laughs> Like, you know, uh, they had some good, like, Sonic games on there. I remember that. And, like. Yeah, Sonic was good. They made a decent Power Rangers game at the time. I mean, they won't get that, obviously. Uh, I think Gunstar Heroes came out in Japan. That was a good, that was a decent port of that game. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. I mean, there weren't, like, a ton. It wasn't, like, the Game Gear 
was blowing the Game Boy out of the water or anything. Like, yeah, I think people also got to remember too. Like, this is an eight-bit system, so like you know, don't expect anything nuts. Um, yeah, like I agree with you. Like, Gunstar Heroes was well, that never Sonic. That never came out in America, unfortunately. But I have, I think I played it on an emulator. Uh, it's you know. It's a, it's an interesting port of the game. It's crippled, or it's not great in some ways, but yeah. What they should do, uh, I mean, the Game Gear had a TV tuner at the time when it came out for like, you know, a big antenna looking thing that you could plug in. They should put in like a digital TV tuner into that thing. I mean, but did it have like, did it really have like a lot of original games? Because it feels like everything I'm seeing no, about it is a bunch of ports. Not, not at all. Like they had made like so- a few Sonic games and like a Tails game and like some, Sonic drifting game, but 99% of the games were ports of Genesis games that were scaled down or like Mega or uh, Master System Master games System, because yeah. it was the same hardware. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, if they did a Game Boy Micro, or, I mean, pardon the pun, if they did a Game Boy Micro, like, you know, this type of thing, like a micro console, the, the Game Boy would have a lot more unique games to it, but or, you know, like new games, or like, you know, Kirby or Pokemon or like the Mario game, stuff like that. that were well, I mean, I definitely system. think that at this point, if they did like a Game Boy, it would be like a Game Boy Color. Yeah. But uh, like, it's classic I, or I mean, whatever. I just don't think yeah. that the uh, Game Gear had enough unique stuff for it necessarily to like really warrant this. Yeah, this definitely feels like, I mean, like, you know, whereas Nintendo really wanted you to, this is the thing and you need to buy it and whatever. This almost feels like a gimmick. Yeah. Like a, like a little, oh, it's coming out, isn't it cute? Buy it if you want. I mean, it, you know. if I could, if I buy the red one, that's about it. Yeah, it is coming out in different colors. Um, and, and this is like, again, I will say, like, I'm still sort of interested in the, like, having the Genesis classic, but like, this yeah. thing just doesn't jump out of me at all. And it is coming in like a, looks like an atomic blue, like in a blue, yellow, and red, and then the regular gray. Well, the red, oh. actually, I don't know about the yellow one. The yellow one looks weird. It's uh, like green but the, buttons instead of... But the blue and the red did come out officially. Like, I I had a blue Game Gear as a kid. Oh, okay. it wasn't that. It wasn't quite that blue. Like, mine is like more of a... It was like the, they made like a Game Gear Sega Sports Edition that was like more darker blue. And they made a red one. It didn't come out in America, but it was Coca-Cola, uh, like, sponsored, which is cool as hell. <laughs> I always wanted that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people really have a uh, nostalgia for the Game Gear, but... Yeah, well, we were talking earlier, I mean, you were limiting earlier, like, why not make a Dreamcast classic or something? And it's like, it's too much. Like, you know, (laughs) once it's going to be like a retro pie in every box, essentially, and then, you know, just lock it down completely, just have a Dreamcast emulator. I mean, that's all you can really do. (laughs) Yeah, I... (laughs) I feel like you're gonna have to have like a magnifying glass to play games on it while you're. There, there was something for the Game Boy I used to have as a kid called the Handy Boy, and it was this device you bolted onto a Game Boy original Game Boy that was like a magnifying glass, uh, like larger speakers, a light, and like one or two other goofy looking things. And I was like, yeah, this. I, I look at this thing and go like, yeah, this could use that. <laughs> yeah, look, hey. I'm not not trying. If if you're listening to this and you're a big Sega person and you love Game Gear, and all, I'm not trying to like mess with your 
like love nostalgia. here or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're just, it's just, I don't know. This does not feel like it's a concerted effort to, like the, okay, the Genesis Mini felt like Sega really wanted you to go out here, buy this thing, whatever. This feels like something you just put out there and go, hey, it's getting made, go buy it. It looks like it should just be a Tamagotchi. Like, that's what the side of this thing is. Like, it's like, I don't know. Well, it'd be funny, cause you know, they, I think at games got fired from making the Sega Genesis Mini. It'd be funny if they were making this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just an official Sega thing, so. But yeah. I mean, I, it's doubtful it'll ever come out in America. I don't think it will, cause the Game Gear just doesn't have that much nostalgia, like that much nostalgia. If people want to get it, they can import it, and I'm sure it'll be I, fine, but. I think it'll come out, but. Like, they're not going to make a big... Like, you know, they could easily have this be a thing that you just... You can buy on the Sega store. Yeah. If you want to. Or, like, on online... Re- like, you can make it available on Amazon. And you don't necessarily have to do a whole lot to... What, you change the screen to English? I mean, it's like... I, I mean... Well, you'd have to get the, like, all the US or PAL versions of the... No, I mean, yeah. there's just a ROM file. I mean, that's, that's yeah. not hard. I think this is more of a test thing of like, okay, well, this catches on Japan. Let's see how many people really clamor for it. Yeah. Outside of there. Did, um, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I mentioned Yen's, uh, little accident. Cause yeah, it happened like a few days ago or at least almost, almost a week ago. He bought a TurboGrafx 16 classic. Oh, really? Pretty much to play Snatcher. The, you know, Kojima game. Uh huh. Until I, until I reminded them or until I told them, that's only in Japanese. Oh, and dang. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, check, the, like, check the game listing. Like, you know, the thing has like 60 games on it, but only 24 are in English. The rest are in Japanese. And he was like, what? And then he checked it. He was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep, that's why it pays to research for you by completely. Sorry, Jens. I think, well, I mean, believe me, that thing will get cracked instantly open, and then you can put on the English version of Snatcher all you want. Yeah. And what, did, we, did that just come out or something? I think it just came out, like, you know, they, they had supply issues because of COVID, but I think, yeah. it, like, consoles are finally hitting America. Yeah. But, I mean, that's another thing where it's like, I mean, it has more cachet than the Game Gear, but, like, not a ton of people. If you ask 100 people, what's a TurboGrafx-16? They're like, what the hell is that? You know? It's yeah. not like a Super Nintendo or Genesis, which had like it also doesn't super... stream video games either. Like a Turbo Graphics, that could be something else. That could be a computer thing. Yeah, yeah. it's also yeah. missing uh, Sound Debugger, which is my favorite Turbo Graphics game. So fuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, more Sonic related news here because there's two uh, news items here. Sonic Boom, the TV show, has been canceled. The Sega's not focusing on high quality content i guess now that the movie came out they want to make sure they're not uh it, it's yeah i saw that quote and i'm like well they're finally focusing on high quality content for the first time ever like what you know what's the deal uh i mean i guess they could still have more episodes of it in the future but no i mean I, that yeah. sonic boom ended like three years ago yeah. so it's weird for this guy to finally say oh it got canceled it's like no new episodes have been out since November 2017. Like, it's not, that's not new, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I got the line, like, you know, they're going to focus on high quality content. It's like, what was stopping you before? Well, you know, it, doesn't that kind of emphatically mean that your past shit, past crap is in garbage? Like, you're going to apologize for that? You're going to apologize for Sonic Boom? Like, I, I would like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, something I probably should have used to segue into talking about video games instead of uh, the Sony event, but I guess it makes more sense because we are talking about Sonic and Sega. The longest-running Sonic fan site, uh, TSSZ, was basically shut down because they made an awful uh, comparison of Sonic to the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, got so much crap for it. Apparently one of the writers quit after that. And then just basically the guy that owns it shut it down. And so that they, it's not even like a, we're temporarily shutting it down. It's we're completely shutting it down. They deleted all of their tweets they ever made on that thing on, on Twitter. It's like, it seems like a complete utter overreaction or maybe they're just trying to get a bunch of, uh, you know, free press for this and then magically come back, you know, in a month or something. But yeah, whatever. I yeah. feel like this is more of a stunt and that it'll come back. But either way, like if it's a stunt, it's going to backfire horribly. <laughs> either way, like that wasn't necessarily the best way to handle posting a bad tweet. Like, the better way to handle that would have been to then go on your site and, like, try to get people, you know, people of color uh, that are Sonic fans to maybe write something yeah. or promote uh, something Sonic-related for that or donate well or, I don't the original, know, there's, like... Uh, the original post was just incredibly stupid. I mean, why even... It's like, why? There's no need for that. Like, you can't just post, I'm in I'm in support of the protests, whatever. You know, like, you don't have to make everything a comparison to, you know, something that's going on with your thing when you're a fan site. Like, you don't. You can just... We're in an age where you don't have to baby things for people. You can just say what you want to say and say, look, I get it that we should stick to video games or whatever. Like I saw a lot of people tell other people, uh, which is absolutely stupid. We're all humans and acting like we live in a fantasy world where we can only talk about this one thing is really idiotic. Um, yeah, it's just, it's dumb. Like, you know, I, I, you know. I get it. The uh, the guy that runs the site isn't necessarily the he. This isn't the first time he's done something dumb, but still, I don't know. There was a better way to handle this than that. Yeah, but I mean, he's also a Sonic fanboy, so what do you expect? <laughs> hey, there's good things to talk about Sonic. Just sadly, they've had a not a great so such great history. Uh, Street Fighter Five is uh, getting more DLC. Uh, so they're gonna add five more characters, three new stages. Um, I I put this I put this on here because I I just read that fucking Street Fighter Five game that he put out like a like three months ago or four months ago, and they're like, all right, this is our final thing, and that's like, I guess not. <laughs> like Street Fighter, what do you expect? They do this all the time. Like you release a billion different versions of whatever Street Fighter game, and then finally it, you come out with Street Fighter Six. I mean. Yeah, but like, I don't think Street Fighter Five was a good enough game for that to, you know, to warn all this crap. You know, it's, I mean, I guess the fighting is fine, but it's just it's such an incredibly muddled experience that I ain't gonna play it or I'm gonna buy it. Like, 
Well, but I think a lot of people that already have it that are just going to be buying this as DLC, that's not bad. I mean, that's that's good that they're still getting content years after. I mean, if that was the case, if they keep enough Street Fighter 4 content, because that's the one people actually liked. <laughs> I don't think they would be putting out this if there wasn't enough people playing it still. Maybe maybe it's like Star Trek films. All the, all the odd number of games are get bad, and all the even number of games are good. <laughs> maybe. But hey, that's cool if you're a, a Street Fighter Five fan. Um, it is its fifth year, so you get a you get more uh, more characters. So I mean, are these all going to have to be new, or they could do they still have classic characters they could bring back at this point? I think they have like a few classic characters they could bring back that no one cares about, like T Hawk or DJ or you know crappy characters like that. Oh my god, I remember loving to play as DJ. Like I don't, I don't know why. Like I think he was like easy to play if you didn't. Uh, know a lot about how the control scheme worked or something, but, like, I loved playing as DJ. I think DJ... Well, DJ is, like, a charge character. He's a guile. Like, I I, I find that yeah. harder to play, honestly, than, like, you know, Ryu or someone, but that's me. I, I, think, I, think, I think there's, like, a lot of Street Fighter 4 characters that didn't bring over correctly or, like, that are missing that people like, like Hakan or, uh... Like... I feel like you oh. couldn't bring DJ back at this point, though. Like, he's kind of stereotype. He was in four. Oh, he was? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um... I, yeah. There are a few other characters, I mean, a few other characters, but, like, nothing... Like, no one really springs to mind, necessarily. <laughs> and, uh... What I... What I, uh... For me, it's really awesome if this actually does wind up happening. Um... Kingdom Hearts might, in fact, get a CG show on Disney Plus, which is one of the first things I really thought about when Disney Plus was coming. It's like, you know what? Now's the time. If you're going to do it, why not use Disney Plus as a way to have a Kingdom Hearts show? And lo and behold, it's not been officially announced or anything, but it looks like it might be happening. Um, that it won't be necessarily... It's not going to be live action. It is going to be animated probably CG more in the akin of the game, not necessarily like you know, anime animated or anything. Um, gonna be interesting to see if there's any involvement from Square Enix of this at all. Like, is Nomura gonna be involved in it, or is this just gonna be a different way to tell um, the original story and make it a bit more cohesive? <laughs> uh, I think it is. It would be great if they gave like this is another chance to tell the story in a more understandable way. Uh, once you get past the stuff on the first game, which the first game was pretty understandable, after that is when it got just bonked. Yeah. Um, even well, when even like... uh, Chain of Memories was okay, because that was well, just no, like, that... okay, he lost his memories, whatever. But like, yeah, yeah it's when they started doing all the stupid so like side stories, or like, yeah, it's amnesia for the fourth time. Well, Organization you know. 13 started becoming a thing there. And the, yeah, all the prequel, like Aqua and Ventus and all that other crap, it's like, no, please don't. <laughs> yeah, so it will be interesting to see if this does happen and how they're going to handle this. Is Square Enix going to be involved at all? Um, I think they're going to have to be, don't they? I mean, at least from a... They're not they don't be have it. to. It's a Disney, um, Disney-owned Disney Sora, so, like... That no, they don't. They ha yeah, they do. No, it's a cooperative... Uh, Deal. I thought Disney owns them. That's why they have to get Disney's permission to put them in Smash and everything else. No, they co-own it. I remember hearing that from John Vignacchi when you used to work at Disney. I mean, they might have bought them, 
but at the time, uh, like Disney and Sony, co- or not Disney, not Sony, Disney and Square both co-own Kingdom Hearts. Right, but like Sora as a character, I think, is owned by Disney. Maybe, I mean. Yeah, like, you know, the Square Enix part is not necessarily Sora. Okay. The Square Enix part is the Final Fantasy stuff that was injected into it. And uh, I mean, this is Reddit, so who knows, but. Uh, Sora isn't owned by Disney. They are they are, they are owned by Square Enix because they created them. And mm. in exchange, Disney gets a say in whatever character, like whatever characters uh, for the series appear in, appear in spinoffs. Nomura and Square Enix get a say as well. Mm. Either way, the, you're right. I I don't know. I you're right. That might just be a leading theory of why, but. I swear I thought that was the whole reason of, like, why Disney had to okay Sora being in Smash. Well, yeah, because they, well, I think it's a co-ownership thing. That's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah. it's why, like, Nintendo and there's never been, like, a Mario RPG, too, because there's bad blood with that particular franchise. Like, Geno and Mallow aren't in, like, new like, other games, unless it's, like, a very weird, like, quick cameo. Yeah, or, like, uh, what is it? Um... Those statue things in Smash, I can't remember their names right now. Uh, yeah, the well, the trophies or the yeah, helpers. The tro- yeah, yeah, those things. Yeah. Um, so like it's supposedly going to be coming. The more interesting story that kind of happened out of this was to find out that apparently at one point in 2002 there was a sort of pilot that was made for Kingdom Hearts that was being worked on, but. It never, it was decided, it like apparently even reviewed well, but they decided against it. This was after the only the first game had come out. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the good thing about this not being live action is that the original voice actors could also be involved, you know, with Haley Joe Osment and everybody else, all the Disney characters. So, that's, I think that's what matters to me. Like, I don't really want to see some dude I don't know being Sora. Like, I, I don't not think exactly. this needs, well, that also, but I, I don't like, that's the thing that really gets me about these, like when they, these like live action, like it's going to be weird for me to, to watch the Cowboy Bebop or One Piece, like Netflix things, because it's yeah. like, it's weird thinking about those characters that are only in anime as now there are these char- actors that I know as them. And like, it's hard for me to separate that. So like, you know, that's why a lot of these like live action ones don't do well is they're never able to grasp the, the, like what makes that a thing. I um, mean, I don't know about that. Like look at all the comic book, book based movies. The comic book done. ones. Yes. But like, I just feel like with anime, it's just weird. So, hey man, like, I work for Dragon Ball. <laughs> I feel like um, the Death Note, well, not the Netflix one, but like some of the like Jap- Japan ones were kind of okay. But like yeah. you know, like these Full Alchemist and Bleach and all these other ones that came out, I was like, oh, this is bad. It's like well, because they tend good. to do it on the cheap, uh, and they go like, and yeah, they just do it for like fan service, not actually like I think like the I actually have somewhat high hopes for like the Netflix Cowboy Bebop because like everyone like actually understands that like it has to be modernized a little and also they have a reverence for it but not 
like yeah, there was an so. interview I think with several of the actors that talked about like they're really trying to do this the right way. Yeah, you know, um, and there've been a few like I think Phoenix Wright they did a decent anime out of that, or a decent like adaptation of that, um, and like a few other things I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, LBC, I mean, I also think that like with all the live action stuff you already have that's coming, like having something that's a little bit different would also be nice for your streaming service. So, I mean, there was an old Disney cartoon. It wasn't it was like 15 or 20 years old. It was basically Kingdom Hearts without sword. I mean, it was basically like Mickey Mouse venturing to like Disney World or like he was like running a theater or something, like a drive-in. Oh, and there was always, like, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, that's kind yeah. of Kingdom Hearts and like the basic idea of Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell, like going to different yeah. Disney or having like different Disney characters interacting with one another. So, I mean, it'll be like Sora, Donald, and Goofy go to like Tarzan World, you know, for like an episode or two, and then, or you know, they go to Beauty and the Beast World, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's not going to be, and they'll have like some kind of like long, like some serialization with like Organization Thirteen to the Heartless or something, but it's not going to be like. Yeah, I think they have to because like you kind of need a big bad. Yeah. Um, and just having the big bads from the actual seri- the movies, I don't know that. Games Works that well, um, yeah. But I do think it like serves a great purpose of being able to retell the story in a way that you don't have to make it so far out there crazy. It's going to be absolutely nuts if they try to just tie this into the entire game series. I don't think Disney would totally be okay with that because this is a way to get people to get into the series. But we'll see. I mean, I, I think the problem is Kingdom Hearts got way too convoluted. Like, it's not yeah. the basic idea of kid with his Disney friends goes to visit Disney World isn't that complicated. They had to fuck it all up with all... You yeah, know, but all they had to try to expand upon that when making a second and third game, and then it was like... It no, got into, Nomura got way too into his head, and... I mean, no, they didn't. It was fine. Like, I don't need some, like, super complicated story. You know, uh, whatever bad guy in whatever world turns evil because of you get infected. That's all you need. Like, what more do you, like, why does it have to be complicated? What does it have to be it's like? No, I didn't too- say it had to be complicated. I just said they had to like evolve it a little bit. They had to add the organization thirteen to do something to add a little bit of a wrinkle, so it's not the I mean, basically the same game with different worlds. I'm, I'm saying, well, it's two things. I'm saying I would rather have same game, different worlds. First of all, and second of all, because it's organization thirteen. I mean, there isn't there thirteen characters in that thing? Like no, none of them. None of them stood out to me, except for, like, well, none of them stood out to me, except for the one dude with Kyrie, you know, the redheaded dude, I think Axel. Axel, Because it's like, yeah, like, you have 13 of these guys running around. What, what, who's, like, they barely, they barely even named them in Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Well, because they almost fully expect for you to know who they are. Uh, If you played the other game, like, that's the only thing, it's like, there is a lot of explaining that they do, but then there's the things that you need explained is like, Okay, if I didn't know who Zemnis was and who this guy was, it's like I'd be totally lost. <laughs> so, yeah, or like the whole like yeah. stupid Yensid and you know other other crap. It's like oh man. Yeah, but that will they they first of all Disney has to officially announce that, and then you know. <laughs> I mean, I think from they, there, I think they could do it, and I think they probably yeah. will because Kingdom Hearts is a fairly valuable franchise. Yeah, that. It's going to take him another damn decade to make a game, probably. So, <laughs> Well, and then uh, 
something that has officially been announced is Eli Roth announced that Kate Blanchett, um, who I guess her most current thing is the Mrs. America thing that's on yeah. FX that just ended. Um, and she was pretty great in that if you didn't, if you haven't watched it. And she's going to be Lilith, uh, in the Borderlands movie. And she's worked with Eli Roth before. Um, so uh, this that's I, cool. I found this kind of weird. Like she's a good actress, obviously. She was, I like her in like Thor Ragnarok quite a bit, but like Lilith is supposed to be a younger character. That's like, the first thing I thought of was like, you know, people are going to be complaining that you have an older character with a bunch of these, like they're all supposed to be kind of young ish. It's like, okay, if Lilith, you know, Lilith was like 45, I mean, Kate Blanchett is 52. If Lilith was like 45, then yeah, I, I wouldn't care. But Lilith in the game is like 20. <laughs> like that's I don't the know, pre- man. Like, like that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the whole premise of the character is she, like she's supposed to be like a young siren or a younger character. And like over the Borderlands 2 and 3, she gets older. But I mean, even by like Borderlands 3, I think she's supposed to be only be like oh, 30. Maybe this is, maybe this is set after the game, so. No. That no, well, also because she dies in the end of Borderlands Three, so oh, okay. uh, that's weird. I mean, I mean, if they want to skew older, that's fine, but I just find it's just kind of odd, like you know. Are we trying to do like a situation where like this is like the red movies where you're trying to get all these old stars yeah, be, to be yep. in in one movie together or something? It'll be Bruce Willis, and then it'll be Samuel Jackson, and <laughs> uh, Helen Mirren will be the other female character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I look. I, I shouldn't hate it because it could be good. Kane Blanchett's a great actress. Um, yeah, so, the problem is Eli yeah. Roth is not a good filmmaker, so that's kind of the sticking point for me. Yeah. I like some of his movies. Um, I mean, I like him as an actor, but not as a filmmaker, let's say. Yeah. This is kind of up his alley, though. He kind of just gets to do whatever. Like, it's, you know, it's not, it's like a, Slimy action, and you get to make weird ass jokes, and you know, like it, you know. I sure. I mean, you know, it, well, it depends on the budget, like how much he has to make, you know, how much it'll, you know, cost. Like that's kind of the thing. Yeah, how much are they going to put into this cost wise? Because he makes he makes fairly cheap movies. No, offense, I mean, no offense to him, but I mean, like he made like Death Wish, you know, a few years ago, and that made that was like fifty million. Like I, I have to imagine, and that didn't do too well, honestly. But you have to imagine, like Borderlands applied, it should cost at least a hundred million. Yeah, I mean, it should it should essentially be like Mad Max Fury Road, and I just don't have I don't have faith in him to pull that off. But also, that movie Fury Road cost quite a bit of money to make, so because they did everything pretty much everything practically. So, well, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I should get George. Uh, whatever his name is, George Miller to do Borderlands. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. Who else gets cast? At well, the I other mean, they're members of this. At least, the team. yeah. I mean, like, the, the, like <laughs> this kind of puts it out there that it could be like, are we going to have a few old people? Are we going to have a few older people and then a few younger people? Are we going to, what is this? Like, is she going to be the lone? Uh, is is she not gonna be like part of the team in that way? Is it gonna be more of her like being an advisor to a different to different team members? Like you know, I mean that's what she is in Borderlands Three. <laughs> yeah, maybe Pretty they're much. going that route. Uh, say, but also Borderlands One characters. There's basically the bald white dude or like the balding kind of white dude 
the black guy, uh, who I think is a sniper or no, the, uh, black guy, uh, the black guy's rolling. He's the one with the turret. Uh, yeah. Is he a... like, is he black or Mexican or yeah, he's like black. Mexican Latin? I think he's black. Uh, like and then there's more, there's the guy Mordecai with the sniper rifle and the, like, the bird who, like, they just put a, you know, mask on him. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. So they'll get, they'll get Dave Batista to be, uh, the soldier. Oh, t- I feel like this is definitely a Batista movie. Like, they put Batista in here somewhere. <laughs> he wanted to be in Gears so bad. Yeah. Until that movie fell apart or, well, he you was know. in the DLC, right? He's in the DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Linda. Hamilton has a, you know, Sarah Connor. Yeah. Um, but all right. So let's get through I'm, the, oh, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick. Let's, let's, let's just say this movie's successful and they make it Borderlands 2. Who do you want to play? As, who do you want them to play as Handsome Jack? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I can't think on the top of it. Like I would have uh, said Jim Carrey before the Sonic movie. I'm thinking, I'm, th- I'm thinking two people. I'm thinking Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, or oh, what was the other one? Like, uh, can't think of his name. Chris Pratt. There you go. Oh, Chris Pratt would be awesome, but I could also see Chris Pratt like just being one of the characters or one of the team. Yeah, he's too old, unfortunately. But Christopher McDonald, uh, he was in Happy Gilmore. He was like the prick golfer. Yeah, he's been, in a, been in a ton of stuff. But I mean, like. He is like when you think asshole. When you think asshole actor, you think of him. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Let, let's see how it's like the Kate Blanchett thing. Just kind of like, wow, okay, we definitely like we we uh, got a pretty big name here. Let's let's see they'll how get, like what they do. They'll get Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nuts. Okay, that'd be really nuts. Okay, so I feel like this is sort of a we're waiting until Friday uh, as far as week goes for games. I mean, if you've been excited for Valorant to come uh, f- to be co- get out of beta, that's coming. That's already out. Um, you were probably playing some of that uh, yesterday. Um, uh, most of the stuff that you may recognize, I think, you know, unless you're one of those like Tour de France people, Tour de France people, uh, that that's coming out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't somehow get delayed again, is Outer Worlds finally comes to Switch, uh, Cyber Protocols coming, uh, out on the 5th, uh, the Clubhouse Games, the 55, 51 Worldwide Classics. I know you were sort of excited about that. Yeah, it's got good uh, reviews so far, or, you know. Yeah, it's like a nice game you can play with people. It's, so that's cool that like Nintendo made something like that. And then the Command and Conquer Remaster Collection also comes out as well, which I remember having my days of enjoying some Command and Conquer back in the day. Oh my god, I'm watching a video, a, a video just leaked, or you know, the video trailer for that Game Gear Mini. Oh, right, every right. game, every Game Gear has four games on it, and they're different games. Like, and okay, that's this it. is this definitely uh like they don't really intend for you to buy all those. No. Okay, wh- where is this? Now you got now I got to see this video. Uh, I'll link it on Facebook or, but yeah, every like every like there's like the game like the black version has like four games. The per- like the blue version has like Gunstar Heroes and some Sonic game and 
Sylvie and Tail and something else. I mean, it's hard to parse out because I don't speak Japanese. I don't think you do either. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can get the gist of it. And it's like, what? Like, I think the yellow one, it's like the RPG one because it has all the Shining Force games on it. And I don't know what by the, by the Pachinko one or the Maj one. What? That makes no sense. Okay, so here we go. Okay. So just to, man, I, I hate that, like, this is happening at the end, but hey, I. Hey, hey, it's uh, a live reaction. Come on, man. Don't it's break a, li- a live reaction. So here we go. Okay, so the black or gray Game Gear Micro has Outrun, Puyo Puyo Su, Royal Stone, which I'm sure that has some other. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the English version of that name. That. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is on the the regular one. Um, Royal Stone Baku kind of looks Baku like Animal, which is uh, like Doctor Mean Bean. Yeah, it's like um, the mean. Yeah, that or Doctor Mario or whatever. Uh, Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, and Sylvan Tail. Which that's on the, yeah, that's on the blue one, and then some other. Game I don't recognize or can't don't know what it is. Uh, not so Puyo, which is another Puyo. The and then all three just Shining Force, Shining Force one, two, and then Final Conflict is the yellow one, and yep. then the red one is Columns, um, Megami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible, Megami Tensei Last Bible Special, and Gigi Shinobi, and then the Shinobi. Okay, this yeah, is definitely. Probably not. Oh, and it's coming with the the Sega the big, big window, window thing. That's exactly that handy boy thing I was telling you about, man. What? Come on! Like if you have to, if you have to ship it with a that you that's going to cost separate. Um. Okay, so the big window micro is a miniature version of the big window accessory released for the original Game Gear that increased the size of the game screen. Uh, what? Like, oh wait, it's going to include a special bonus. Oh, and it looks like a CRT. Okay, that's kind of cute. It looks like a CRT TV. What the? F- <laughs> oh my god, this is. I great. guess there's some there's some collector's version that comes with all four Game Gears and like little cartridge looking things, but they're not yeah. real, obviously. Uh, yeah, this is wow. going to be disaster. This I can't is wait for it. to like watch these. Watch this video of the game. Okay, like, I mean, that, it just looks so freaking tiny. Like, and maybe it is going to look so good in that little screen that, oh my god. It, like, he's holding it with the index and thumb. Like, yeah. really? Okay. Also, uh, all four of these things cost $200 from Japan. Or, you know, to get them on the, on the one set. Jesus, why on planet Earth? So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna. gonna it was like, what if you lose one? I, I lost, I lost my yellow one. Now I'm, you know, and I have to go buy buy it. Well, at least, at least, like, I, I guess. Thought, yeah. I thought this thing might have like twenty games on it, but I didn't. I didn't think it'd be all twenty. You know, four games per per game gear, or you know. Wow. I, yeah, this is definitely a. This is coming out of Japan and probably will not come here at all. Yeah. Thing. I'm sure some. I'm sure like some obsessed people will import it and then they'll get it and they'll be like, "Wait, oh this is God, dumb as shit." Those shining force games look so. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
You don't, you don't want to get the red one and play Last Bible Man? Come on. Well, I'm watching the trailer to see if it, what it even is. First of it all. Looks like a Shin, Last Bible looks like a Shin Megami Tensei game. Well, that's early. what it is. Megami Tensei, yeah. And like, oh, it even has the demons or whatever. Yeah. Also. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's... And the big window micro. I mean, that's... Oh. It's an oxymoron so if you've ever heard Oh, and you can also buy it on Amazon Japan if you want. No, it, it should be called the Micro Big Window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are really nostalgic for Sega, there you go, man. If, if, that, if you're really nostalgic for Sega, you need help. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of those people. Come on now. Yeah, I know. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. Like, exa- that's, so that was my reaction. Like, why is this a, a thing? That's, yep. Um, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> so, well, there you go. We had a live reaction on the podcast. Yeah, and I guess they all are, all are USB powered, which makes I mean obviously, okay, but well, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna tell me we need batteries for that thing too, I'll be like, okay, yep. Well, it'd be funny if you just need like a watch battery for one for each of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the one uh, have you been playing? So, like the one game I've been playing is Xenoblade Chronicles: The Definitive Edition. I have played a little bit of the Shantae Seven Sirens as well, but I'm still kind of early on. It it's Shantae. I mean, um, so I it, yeah yeah. Go ahead. Go on. Well, I was saying go, go ahead because I'm played, twenty like, hour. hours in. I think you're in one hour in. Yeah, I, I got to like the town, and that was about it. <laughs> and I so got you some watched quick. like the opening video, and then you got to, uh, well they yeah you got to the part where they get into the town. Where you've yeah. like walked around the town, I guess the the colony nine. Yep, this thing, uh, the the game gear is three inches big. What with the a, with a two forty by one eighty pixel screen. So that's insane. Okay. Also, also, it actually does take batteries. What? Two two triple A. Oh great! Or two, yeah, two yeah, two triple A per per game gear. <laughs> nope, just no. I don't know, like, okay. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine, cannot imagine that Sega is really thinking this is gonna sell crazy. I mean, I guess if in Japan, like, this is much bigger or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, getting yeah, I on. Got, I saw the affinity screen and I was like, nope, I, I, I kind of to shut the game off, I'm like this. This confuses me. I I don't want any part of this. <laughs> what Xenoblade? Yeah. Well, you saw the what screen? Affinity Web or oh that okay yeah like okay so most pretty much I don't really use that. Um, so like well I mean the Affinity thing you really don't have to do. You can just talk to people. I don't really pay attention to whether they connect or whatever. And I also don't really care about the um. I know apparently it does something. Uh, but like, I think it's like if you if you get in good with people, they say like they they will be able to trade higher end gear with you or better stuff. And I was so, like, oh, all right, I guess. Mind yeah, you. like yeah, I don't care about that. Like, and there's also like a really complicated. Um, you can link moves and stuff, which that I never really paid much attention to either. I just did their skill trees and. Like, what's really important is the arts yeah. and making sure you level those out correctly. And um, 
this very much like Xenoblade 2 is a game where if you really want to get the most out of it, you kind of got to be looking at a guide a little bit. I mean, the nice thing is, which I wish Xenoblade 2 had, was Xenoblade 2 has a terrible, ter- which they fixed a little bit, but it's not as nice as this, where there's actually like a little dotted line that shows you how to get to where you need to go to complete any of the side quests, which was not in the original version or the 3DS version. You just There's just an arrow, and you kind of have to follow it and know where the hell you're supposed to go, and that's why in the like when I originally beat the game and on the 3DS, I didn't pl- I didn't do a lot of the side quests where you went and found stuff. I just did the ones where you went and killed monsters because it was so annoying to try to find. You'd have to go and uh, literally go through any one of those little blue, um, you know, the little blue things that have the items that are out in the world. Yeah. You literally have to just, it's its like a needle on a haystack. So this actually has like an icon on the thing, the little blue thing that you're supposed to go find. And it, and it tells you if, so you can, because you can change the time in the game if you haven't played Xenoblade at all. You can change the time because there's some quests that only show up at night, some that only show up like in the, you know, early morning, some that only show up during the day. So you can actually change the clock. And so if your thing is showing that the, the, the person's not available or whatever, it, it's a way to tell you, oh, change the clock. So, like, they really made this a much better game just by adding in those quality of life improvements. And then also the, the graphics just look a lot better. And now Shulk looks like the Shulk from Smash and less like, I don't know. He looks terrible in the. See, I saw, I saw an old, I saw an video of the Wii version, and the guy made the made the comparison that like the old Wii version looked like Vagrant Story, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. And I was like, I kind of want that. <laughs> like now, it just looks like full on anime, and it's like, I, I mean, it looks boring now. I think. <laughs> I wish they would have. I'm uh, not that I wish because I don't really have any. Nos- I mean, I like I definitely like the way that they look in this version a lot more than and that's this is somebody that spent like 90 hours with the 3ds version like i definitely remember how they look and and all that stuff it's just they look a lot better um obviously it also makes it very well you can tell when the monsters are definitely still in they were not uh rezzed up at all um so it's a weird contrast of seeing you know, cutscenes and the main characters look a lot better, but then the monsters still look like they were out of, you know, the Wii. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's crazy. But I'm I'm 20 hours in. I'm at the Gower Plains. Um, well, 20 hours is also like basically doing every single side quest that you can do up till that point. Uh, you could have probably right. got there. Uh, well, you'll probably, you probably get to the Gower Plains in about 10 hours if you don't do every side quest. But like some of the, those side quests are like so simple. Like you're going around and it just says, oh, kill two or three, two of these monsters, three of these monsters, five of these, kill the big, um, uh, unique enemy that's there. That's like level five levels above all the other monsters or whatever. You know, it's like, and then there's find this, find that. It's a very simple, uh, side quest. It's not anything out of the, crazy you know blue you know anything unexpected but 
you know, so you you end up doing a lot of them. Also, it helps you really do need to grind in this game, which, uh, you know, that's not for everybody, uh, obviously. But you really do need to grind in this game because some of the, not just the monsters, but the bosses, because you have to build up AP to, you know, level up the arts. And yeah. some of those arts are very, very important later on when you get to those, like, later boss battles. Like, you're going to be having to use some of those arts a lot. So, um, but what I love about the game, I think, the most is, like, the stories is very well done. The characters are, I love the characters. The voice acting. I wasn't a huge fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy the voice acting. It's just the, because they, which you can actually turn off. You couldn't turn it off in the other two versions. Um, you can turn off the battle dialogue because they're going to say the same lines over and over, but that's also why they're like very well known at this point. The whole, uh, it's Ryan time or the, the power of the Monado or whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I love it. I love all the stuff they did to it. So, um, if you love the original game and you've been wanting a different way to play it that wasn't, a 3DS or God help you a Wii, uh, this is the version to get. Uh, you know, I don't know how much more to sell it to you than that. If if I, you if you were always curious about, I mean, like you that haven't you haven't played a, a lot of it, but like, I mean, I'll keep banging away at it. But uh, I mean, one kind of I haven't met her yet, but I, I guess I'm looking at the cast. I'm kind of interested in the Malia person. Melia. Oh yeah, okay. you meet her much later, yeah. Because I like the voice actors quite a bit. Yeah, you meet her. She is uh, also very important when you get to the future connected thing. You which know? I like also that you can play that from the beginning. So if you play this game, you don't have to necessarily beat the entire game to, um, you know, get to that stuff. But yeah, I I'm gonna keep banging away at it as well. It's a very very long game. Um, guess, uh, but yeah. Get, get- well, guess who Malia's voice actress is? I don't remember who all the... I know I looked it up at one point when I was playing it on the 3DS. Uh, Jenna, Jenna Coleman. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she awesome. was... Uh, oh, what's her name? Yeah, Clara from Doctor Who. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, because... Um, yeah, I, like, that's the thing. This is also where the series gets the whole... They all have British actors. And yeah, Risen, Risen was like that, too. I, I looked up Risen. I think it was like Risen 2. That's what the big one I played and it has like a kind of like weird, like it's like, I don't recognize any of these people because they're all like British voice actors. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I think, Oh, what's it's, uh, I think Nino Kune one is like that too. Yeah. Nino Kune as well. Yeah. I don't one know. Dragon I don't... Quest 11 also has a all British cast. I think it so. might, well, I think it's probably cheaper to do it in like Britain. Well, except Eric. Eric is not, but yeah. But also I yeah. think they get, they get away with it because like, it gives a cast or it gives a character like a more regal sounding, you know, dialect or, you know, voice than. Yeah. I know. mean, it, it definitely looks, I mean, this is obviously like set in the future, you know, so like, I don't know. It, it does definitely make it sound like it could be from, because it almost feels like it's supposed to be like a medieval future, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I hopefully you'll, uh, enjoy the game as you play it. I feel like for all the time that you have to spend battling in that game, the battle system is it takes a little bit to get used to, but once you it, get it, it's it, remind, it reminds me of a uh, Trials game. 
or a, a Tales game, I should say, like Tales of Vesperia or Tales of Berseria. Yeah, because it's not quite as regimented or a kind of weird. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's also the Final Fantasy twelve in there as well, where you, or like an MMO where you they auto attack, and but I do like the fact that like it's something I didn't understand when I originally played it because I got I. It took me, I think, until like about 50 or 60 hours in for to understand very much like with Xenoblade 2 to understand all of the systems. Like I didn't really understand what topple and all that stuff is. Like so going into this now where I know that I need to break and topple. Yeah. It's so much easier for me to understand. Okay. Oh, well, I also need to know. Okay. I actually need to put Shulk behind the enemy. So. Well, they that, explain uh, that like the first minute when they're like, oh, get behind him. And then your right, backstep like, turn into like combo or whatever. I like the fact that it does matter. Like you're not just pressing buttons, right? Yeah. Like you moving him around where you are. And then it also gives you a little icon, which I don't think was in the original ones. Like it gives you a little blue icon that tells you, oh, you're on the side. This is when you should use this attack. Bang. You know, so like it's these little quality of life things that really help make the game a little bit easier to understand. And the thing is, there's stuff that they kind of add on later also um, that you don't get told until well into the game. So it's like, I just I just really enjoyed that for as long as you got to play that game to beat it, the battle, the combat system is very good. And then, you know, eventually they change up adding characters. There's parts where you don't necessarily play as Shulk, and uh, it gets uh, good there as well. So, like, you know, it, I, I... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it didn't remind me of Battle System per se, but, the, like, the start of the game, or, like, the kind of the feeling I get from the game is... It reminds me of Rogue Galaxy. Yeah, there's some of that in there, too. Oh, because Rogue Galaxy also has the British cast. Well, that, but also oh. kind of, like, the weirdly, like, future path, or, you know... Sci-fi, but like not yeah, really. Like, aren't they like sailors or something? Like pirates or? Well, they're, yeah, they're like whatever. space pirates yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a lot. But like, man, when I got out to the Gower Plains, I was like, holy crap! I forgot how big this is. <laughs> like that, the sense of scale for that, for this game, and how big it is for a game that came out on the Wii. Um, and it also like shows you how much they like. It's weird that you had all this right on the Wii, and then Xenoblade Two came out on the Switch, and how much they had to like improve that game over time, uh, to like patching it and stuff like that, because some of those systems were not done well initially, but they yeah. got it right with Xenoblade One. So it's like it's weird. Um. But yeah, I hope a lot of people end up getting, you know, end up getting the game, end up enjoying it, because this is definitely the definitive version. It, you know, it's, well, it's earned its name for that. I, I mean, I didn't put it in the uh, news, but I mean, I think, like, it smashed the UK press, the UK, like, sales chart. Oh, it did? Okay. So yeah. I haven't really, all the stuff that's been going on, like, video game news has not been. Uh, yeah, it like took that. number one uh, on the sales chart. Oh, for this uh, week? Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, I didn't put it on here because it's all UK shit. So it's like, okay, I mean, who cares? But yeah, number one is Xenoblade, number two, Animal Crossing, number three, Call of Duty, you know, et cetera. <laughs> oh, six. so double the, well, of course, like comparing anything to like the end of the Wii, I think is kind of unfair because by the time this game came out, people were like done with the Wii. 
Yeah. Uh, one one weird thing is that Days Gone was on the UK sales charts. <laughs> wow. People like Days Gone. Didn't it end up selling a million? I think it sold pretty well. But, I mean, it's like, why is it, like, it has, like, it lists, like, re-entry from, like, last week. It goes, like, last week to this week. And Days Gone is re-entry, and so is The Last of Us Remastered. And it's like, Last of Us makes sense, because, I mean, the new one's coming out. People want to catch up on it or haven't played it before. Not Days Gone. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely, um, thank God they have made... Uh, exploring, they, they actually make you want to explore, they make you want to do the side quests with just adding the little quality of life things with, like, where it tracks the quest for you, and the little thing on the side there that tells you, okay, here's the story up to this point, and then you can switch through, and then there's your active quest, like, those are little things that are, like, really awesome. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard, uh, Shulk say, what a bunch of jokers at this point. But, like, is he suddenly, you know, is, is he, is he suddenly in a Batman game? Like, I don't know, but he, he like, you'll hear him constantly, constantly say that. It's uh, between that and Ryan time. You're, if that, if you can't, like, kind of zone out when that starts happening, you can just probably turn the dialogue off. Cause it's, um, it's constant. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's the one game I've been enjoying. Um, I excited to get through more of it, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm trying I mean, to, I'm not trying I, I, to like totally zoom through it. Yeah. I may not, since I already beat it before, I don't necessarily need to beat the game to review it, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say, I'm not reviewing it, so it'll take me forever to probably finish it or if, if I even do, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'll certainly play it, because, I mean, it's like the last big game come out for a while, like, so I really got nothing else to do. <laughs> well, well, you're not going to get, well, I don't think you're getting Last of Us, but. I mean, if I get if I get it, or you get it for me, I mean, I'll play it or rent it or something, but I'm not like that and like Ghost of Tsushima, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, until September with Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah which is three we're... months away. I mean, that's. Yeah, well, you know, you're sort of. Interested in the club? Hopefully, that clubhouse oh, yeah. games thing sells well. Yeah, yeah. But yep. Yeah, and this the thing is also that never Nintendo doesn't really share their digital sales with anybody, so yeah. we don't really know how many uh, what Xenoblade Chronicles numbers actually really are. But um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, so should I don't know if we noted that you did say October right for the Game Gear Micro or whatever. Yeah, in Japan at least. Like, all right, well, uh, that's pretty much it. But <laughs> I think you got to hear our one of our first like live reaction to something. Yeah, uh, on the what podcast. A, what, what, a, what a winning idea, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a. Um... I mean, the the next logical like mini console has to be in sixty four, right? But I I think if they make it, it's just gonna be really costly. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, we'll see. I just don't think this thing is gonna. I definitely feel like Sega's just putting this out there with no um, it, feeling I mean, of this is gonna sell or not. Or if this thing was like twenty bucks per per Game Gear, maybe you know, but not fifty. Essentially fifty. Like, that's kind of nuts. Like especially for like you know, 
don't know about you, half of these games I've never heard of before. I mean, they're all are all like Japanese, obviously, but like you've heard of Sonic or you've heard of Gunstar Heroes. Not a ton of people have had heard of Last Bible or yeah. whatever the hell, whatever the hell, hell that other RPG game was. I mean, it might be good. I mean, sure, maybe, but I don't have a clue. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But all right, so. um, I did not think there was any way we were going to be doing the podcast for this long with uh, as little stuff as we had to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we uh, somehow did. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, you can uh, hit subscribe so that anytime we do a show, it's there for you. Uh, sadly, again, we there won't be a PlayStation 5 event in a few days. But, again, more important things happening. And uh, we'll be back on our um, regular day uh, for this week on Saturday morning. And until then, we'll, we'll see you later, everybody. Later.